This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. On the last Sunday in November just past, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the sermon title that day was Getting Ready for Christmas. Now here we are on the Sunday before Christmas, and there's a similar question that's being asked. There's one phrase which we've all heard increasingly in the past few days, Merry Christmas. But that phrase may have fallen into a second spot recently. People are now asking another question. Are you ready for Christmas? Every year, the preparation for what certainly is the happiest season of the year for many people seems to become increasingly elaborate and demanding. The commercially minded never fail to come up with some new twist to the holiday celebration as they think up something that adds a little bit of newness to the festivities of the season. Think back with me for a number of years. One year, it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You remember when that was first heard about? Then another year, you may remember, it was the Hula Hoop. You remember the chipmunks singing about that? Alvin! Dolls of various kinds have had their place in the spotlight, whether it was a Cabbage Patch doll, G.I. Joe, Tammy Faye, Queen Elizabeth, or maybe today Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift. Each year, these dolls seem to become more and more lifelike. You remember a few years ago when they had one that came to life when a milk bottle was inserted into the doll's mouth? Then somebody came up with a sequel to that one, but I don't think I'll go into details about what that doll could actually do. We now have seen for many weeks Storefronts which are beautified by multiple lights. Thousands of Santas have taken their red coats out of mothballs. In many households, there's that annual chore of sending out Christmas cards, along with the dilemma which always arises, since they didn't send us one last year, should we stop sending them one? But finally, when all is done, it dawns upon us that one day, now it is finally Christmas Eve. The tree is up and trimmed. The last card has been sent. The last package has been wrapped and is under the tree. Everything is finally done. So you settle back, relax, and heave a sigh of relief. You're finally ready for Christmas. Or are you? What does it take, really, to be ready for Christmas? All the things I've mentioned are certainly involved in this season in which we emphasize the spirit of friendliness and goodwill. But Christmas is not just a spirit at all. It may involve this, but Christmas is an actual event in time. It is a biblical, historical, factual evidence, an occurrence. Let me read a few verses from Galatians 4. Verses 4 through 7, I'm reading from Eugene Peterson's The Message. But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent His Son, born under the conditions of the law, so that He might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law, 
Thus we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as His own children because God sent the Spirit of His Son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave, but a child? And if you are a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. Yes, God took centuries to get ready for Christmas, and yet how few people were ready for him on the night when Jesus was born. For example, the little town of Bethlehem was not ready. Oh, they had the holiday spirit, all right, for many people had gathered there. But it was not for a special event from God, but rather because of a decree of Caesar that everyone should go back to his native city for enrollment for later taxation. The innkeeper in Bethlehem was not really ready for Christmas. His house was full of other people who had already arrived in town, and he was not aware of the fact that God's son, Jesus, was to be born right there in his own stable. It is to his credit, though, that he provided that place for Joseph and Mary. King Herod was not ready for Christmas, certainly not so. Of all the people, he was not ready. Even the thought of a possibility that there may be the birth of a child who might challenge his position was totally offensive to Herod. The religious leaders of the day were not ready for Christmas. They had longed for a Messiah, one who would come and deliver them, but they were so tied up with their ceremonies of worship that they could not be concerned with the birth of a child. And yet, when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son. But so few were ready for Christmas. Ironically, this was the story of the life of Jesus. Everywhere he went, he found those who were not ready to accept him. Scripture says he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Well, did he come too soon? Oh, no. He came when the time was just right, but the world was not ready for him. Perhaps you would agree with me that the same is true of us today. Our world is not really ready for Jesus. He came to be the Prince of Peace. Those who gave themselves to Him while He walked on earth found that peace within. And that came as no surprise. The prophets had years before predicted that under the reign of this Messiah, men would beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. The angels promised at his birth on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The peace of God is not something scattered indiscriminately over all people everywhere, though, like a fairy princess with her magic wand. Rather, the peace of God is something reserved only for certain ones, those who are willing to follow the Lord's way. Can we say that we are really ready when we spend relatively few dollars for the cause of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the world? 
while at the same time we spend multiplied billions of dollars on weapons. Can we say that we are really ready for Christ when the lure of material possessions still holds so many people in its greedy grasp? Have we learned that the words of Jesus are true when he said that a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things he possesses? I heard some time ago about a very wealthy man who had made millions of dollars in his lifetime. He was also quite generous with what he had. It was said that he had given away hundreds of thousands of dollars during his lifetime. But as he grew older, his fortunes changed, and he came to the end of his life in utter poverty. A friend who had known him all his life came to see him one day, and this friend was shocked to find that this once wealthy man was now living in poverty. He remembered this man's clothes, his lifestyle, his generosity from earlier years. And finally, the friend blurted out, aren't you sorry now that you gave away all that money? Just think, you wouldn't be like this now if you had it all back. The aging ex-millionaire looked his friend in the face and he said to him, no, I'm not sorry at all. You see, I didn't lose what I gave away. All I lost was what I kept. Are we ready for the Christ who taught us that it is more blessed to give than to receive? Did Jesus come too soon? The world back then was not ready for him, it seems. But I would hate to see what shape this world would really be in now if he had not come when he did. No, it is not Christ who came too soon. It is we who have come to him too late. Now is the time to get ready for Christmas if you haven't done it. The strange yet wonderful thing is that you can do the major part of getting ready right now, wherever you are. To be ready for Christmas, ready for Christ, means that we're willing to let his will become our way. His purposes direct our deeds, and His Spirit direct our thoughts. Do you remember when you were a small child? Maybe you played a game called hide and seek. One person would be chosen to be it and would hide his eyes and count while others ran to hide somewhere. It would count maybe to 100 by fives, in sort of a sing-song manner, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30, like so forth. And then when the counting was done, it would say, here I come, ready or not. Christmas is coming, whether we're ready for it or not. Jesus is coming back, whether we're ready or not. Alice Mortensen asks this important question in her little poem, Ready for Christmas? Ready for Christmas, she said with a sigh. She gave a last touch to the gifts piled high. Then wearily sat for a moment and read, till soon, very soon, she was nodding her head. Then quietly spoke a voice in her dream. Ready for Christmas? What do you mean? 
ready for Christmas when only last week you wouldn't acknowledge your friend on the street? Ready for Christmas while holding a grudge? Perhaps you'd better let God be the judge. Why, how can the Christ child come and abide in a heart that is selfish and filled with pride? Ready for Christmas? You've worked, it is true, but just doing the things you wanted to do. Ready for Christmas? Your circle's too small. Why, you are not ready for Christmas at all. She woke with a start and a cry of despair. There's so little time, and I've still to prepare. Oh, Father, forgive me. I see what you mean. To be ready means more than a house swept clean. Yes, more than the giving of gifts and a tree. It's the heart swept clean that he wants to see. A heart that is free from bitterness, sin, ready for Christmas to let him come in. Christmas Day is upon us. It may be too late now to do some things before that day of all days, but it is not too late to make a a commitment in your heart that you want all the days ahead in your life to be Christ-centered. You know that beautiful song, O Holy Night, and one of the stanzas begins, Truly He taught us to love one another. And the best gift we can give to Jesus on his birthday is our lives, ourself, as we let him live in us. Oh God, we want to do that. We know that getting ready for Christmas is more than just the external trappings of beautiful holiday music and lights. Lord, help us to be ready to let Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus, our Savior, come flooding fully into our lives and give us meaning and purpose and direction and forgiveness from our sins. Thank you for giving us your son Jesus on that night of nights so long ago. We pray in his precious name. Amen.